Rabotai, we have uh, the great part of the day. We started a, a new project studying the deep, deep is not the word, very deep, esoteric words of Rabbi Moshe Haim Lutzato in Ma'amar Ge'ula. These classes have been dedicated generously and for Yosef Chaim Ben Rosa Edna Refana Lahem, the Fuata Nefesh, Ufuata Guf, Ufuatam Kerubala Bo, Vehini Hiratson Benomar, Amen, Zehut, Aramhal, Vatorai again Badam. Abotai, in order to appreciate uh, the next part of what we're about to read, Ramhal presents to us the causes of, of Galut the underlying reasons of why there is such a concept called exile. He breaks it down very methodically, like the Ramchal is known to do, into four categories. Tonight we're about to discuss what he refers to as Kilkula Shilishi. These are things that are clearly not apparent. You need a great Kabbalist to go behind the scenes, behind the curtain, and tell us exactly what's taking place in the upper worlds. And then the genius of the Ramchal is to then come and try to explain it to us in, you know, terms that we could, we could understand. Many times the rabbi will say, listen, I cannot reveal more than this because it's too deep. I'm just giving you the, the headlines of it and the rest you're going to have to figure out on yourself because he knows these principles that were given to him, that were given to him by an angel. He learned with an angel. So this is you hearing stuff straight from, straight from the uh, the inner sanctum, from the heavens, and he was able to retain it and then then write it. Uh, this book is not learned uh, that much because of its deep nature. So therefore, please allow me before we read about the the third uh, malfunction of exile. Uh, I'd like to give an introduction to it as best as I can. There's a word that I'm sure you hear a lot of times, but nobody really understands what that word means. We know there's God. That we think we understand. There's an entity called Hashem. He's the creator. He's the supervisor. But then there's another word that is called Shekhinah. The Shekhinah. What is that word? Is, is that God? Is that something else? Now clearly it cannot be another God. There's only one God. There's no, there's no second. So the best way I can explain Shekhinah would be is the Shekhinah is the soul, the Neshama of the world, which means God Let's let's refer to God as a hatan. Let's, for example, and the Shekinah would be the kalah, would be the bride, and God sends His presence in this entity called Shekinah, and it's in the world, and all the shefa, all the blessings come via this uh, energy, this spiritual energy called Shekinah. Like a hatan su- supports the bride when a person gets married, he supports his wife. Uh, if he's, uh, you know, if he's not a deadbeat, he supports his wife. Similarly, the Hatam, God, they call him sometimes in the Kabbalah, 
the zakhar, the male. In Kabbalistic terms, they call him za'ir, antim. And then uh, he supplies the biracha to what we call nukba, to the, to the female, to the shekhinah. Now, when, when the relationship is proper, the light comes down from God into the shekhinah, and the shekhinah supplies all the shefa, all the blessings, not only to us, but to the entire world, but primarily to us. We're the direct recipients of Shekhinah. When things are configured correctly, and that's only when the Jewish people are doing mitzvot, and there's Torah, and the Jewish people are observant, and everybody's behaving, that allows the sustenance to flow into the Shekhinah, and then the Shekhinah allows its shefa and its um, sustenance, physical also, mind you, physical also, sustenance, and spiritual. And it flows in. Uh, and the way I explained it yesterday, I think it was like a pipe. You know, you have a, a nice big main water pipe. And when it's working correctly, the water gushes through. Now, the pipe has an origin. The origin is the reservoir in Albany. But when it's working correctly, it runs through the main and everybody gets water. Similarly, Boreolam set it up that the Shekhinah is down here with us. Shekhinah is with us. And God's in the heavens. You know, he's in his place. And he sets up the piping through the different sefirot, through the different, you know, uh, order that he has. And it comes down the pipe. And when it's working correctly, the Shekhinah gets an abundance of light. And as a result, it deposits it to the Jewish people. That's when you have the Bet HaMikdash. That's when the Jewish people have sovereignty. That's when Eretz Israel is not being governed by our enemies. That's when people are living the proper time. That's when there's no sickness. That's at the time of peace. There's prosperity in business. There's tremendous, tremendous shefa in the world. That's uh, that's not the time we're living in. Once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed because of our sins, so the relationship between the Hatan and the Kala changes. Now I must remind you, there always is going to be the Shekhinah receiving sustenance. That never stops. It's just it receives it in a different a different way. It's not direct anymore. Uh, it's not coming from the main pipe. It has to come from a, a different route. And therefore, it's minimized. And uh, as a result, since the Shekhinah is not receiving the same uh, kawah, the same energy, the main ones that are going to get affected is us. Because again, the Shekhinah delivers its power to us. Now, the good news is, Shekhinah will never leave the Jewish people even in exile. So there's never a time where God says, that's it, I'm bringing the Shekhinah back up and you're on your own. If that would happen, the Jewish people and the world would not be able to exist for one second. Because take away and the Shema from a body, it cannot exist. Take away the Shekhinah from the world, the world cannot exist. So it's always there, which is, a, which is a gift to God that even in the worst times when the Jewish people were committing the biggest sins You'd think that God would say, finish, it's over. Shekhinah, come back upstairs. Why do you have to be corrupted in this terrible world over here? Poor Shekhinah doesn't want to be here with all this, uh, you know, uh, 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 lowliness. But that does not happen. It's a chesed of a kadosh baruch That's what the Gemara will always say. That in any place where the Jewish people uh, went into exile, Shekhinah, gala imahim. Don't take that for granted. That's a big hadush that the Shekhinah tolerates uh, our lowliness you know, it, it, it's like to say 
that the uh, the hatam tells the kala, uh, listen, I know you're used to living in a palace, but now we're moving. Okay, where are we moving? Probably to a bigger palace. No, you know the garbage dump in Staten Island? Well, we're going to go over there and you're going to live there now, but not in the, in the, uh, in the new, uh, new one that doesn't have so much garbage, in the old one that has mountains and mountains of garbage, and you're going to live right in the lowest place over there. And every morning when the garbage trucks come to drop the garbage, they're going to drop it on your head. That's where you're going to live now. So what? You tell me I'm, I'm moving from Buckingham Palace to the Staten Island garbage dump? That's the mashal I can give the Shekhinah when things were correct was living uh, the Beit HaMikdash, was in the, the presence of God was in such a high place. But then again, we talk about Shekhinah Begalut. Forget about us. Whatever happens to us is a result of what happens to the Shekhinah. It starts with the Shekhinah. Like I told you yesterday, we're the last ones to get affected. You know, for, for, We cause it, of course, and then everything gets changed in the upper worlds. And then it trickles down to us, and all of a sudden we find ourselves compromised, but we did it to ourselves. It's self-inflicted, but it's the Shekhinah now that doesn't have the same, the same influence that it has uh, before. It's the best way I can explain it. I'll give you just another principle that I think will benefit you today or in the future when you're going to read different type of books. In this type of learning, there are many words that are synonymous with Shekhinah. Although you wouldn't think that those words have anything to do with Shekhinah, which I'm explaining to you as the soul of the world. As an example, uh, in Kabbalah, they'll refer to the Shekhinah as Alis, the, the earth. Uh, because again, anything that usually is low, is in a low place, that represents the Shekhinah, which is in a low place, which is on earth. Uh, one of the analogies that they compare Shekhinah to is a Shulchan. That represents, Shulchan is the Shekhinah that is in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why the, in Judaism, the, the, the table of a person is a very, very significant uh, piece of furniture. Uh, that's where we have a Seudot, that's where we have a Dvre Torah, that's where, that's, there's a presence of Shekhinah, the Shulchan represents Shekhinah. That's why if you look in the Gemara, for example, in Berachot, the Gemara will, uh, the Gemara will say, Oy lahem lebanim shigalu mishulchan abihem. The way the Gemara refers to exile is, they were exiled from the table of their father. What do you mean the table of their father? Simple explanation is, the Beit HaMikdash, we had a Mizbeah, the Mizbeah is like a table, that's where the Korbanot were, but in the holy books, they're referring to it that the Shekhinah was in exile, Galu, Mishulchan Abiyam, that there became a, a, a separation between the Shulchan and Klai Yisrael, the Shekhinah now, uh, because of our sins, we did it to the Shekhinah, now, that's uh, a big crime on our part, you know, we always think, all right, we made a sin. We're going to have to pay for our sins, whatever we did. But we don't realize the collateral damage, what we do to the Shekhinah. That, that's the biggest uh, uh, um, uh, avon. So it's always a, a double, a double. I'm not going to talk about punishment, but there's always a double crime here. It's the crime of the sin 
but then the collateral damage that the sin caused. And you have to understand, if the Shekhinah gets compromised, it compromises everything. The whole world now is, is as we're going to learn now, gets turned upside down. That's the best way I can explain it. And now we we talk about, I read from the Sefer, HaKilkula Shilishi. Now, even Ramhal is uh, surprised by what he's going to say. And he doesn't mince his words. He says, what I'm going to tell you now, Ayom Venora. Ayom Venora. It means Ramhal knows this already. And he heard it from the Malach. And he's well aware of it. Better than he's going to write it. Because he's only going to write it in the Kitsur. And he still says, Rabotai, this is... This is something that is ayom minyona means it's it's stunning, it's wondrous, it's it's awesome, it's fearful. What is it? It is for what I'm going to read now. Why there's a lot of uh, tzaddikim that get up in the middle of the night and they sit on the floor and cry because of what I'm going to tell you now. Shiatsa hashichina vegalta ben sareh tumah. He starts to refer to what happened to the Shekhinah. I said, you know, it went to the garbage dump. He says, it went to Sareha Tum'ah, which means there's an area that exists. It's the area of Tum'ah, of Kilipot. There's negative energies there. But when the world is good, those negative energies have no power, have no say. The Shekhinah controls everything. The Shekhinah is on top of them. But at this point of Galut, Shekhinah is taken into this captivity, went from the palace of the Beit HaMikdash and now finds itself amongst the the Mazikim, amongst the Tum'ah. That means all that light now is being redirected. Instead of having it directed to the Jewish people, it's being redirected now to the Kohota Tum'ah. And once it's directed to them, they're able to draw from this power, because it's a power, but of course they don't use it for the good. Labdil again. I don't want to trivialize this book here, but I, the, the mashals just make it a little easier to, to sink in. You know, you have the sun. The sun is shining regardless, but then you have a, uh, a certain type of visor that you can direct the light to where you want to direct it. So if somebody's sitting over there, in school, we used to take the magnifying glass. We used to catch the light of the sun and direct it on the teacher and burn, uh, burn a hole through a pocketbook. But you could use the, uh, the, the magnifying glass and you direct the sun to wherever you want. That deal, when the, the light of God is, is on Klai Yisrael, the Shekhinah is getting a full measure. The, the, the Kabbalah calls that Shekhinah is Panim El Panim. Panim El Panim means the Shekhinah is, is, is poned to us. It's turning towards us. The light is coming directly to us. Now, let me tell you something else that happens during that time. That refers to the time of Gilui Shekhinah. Gilui Shekhinah means you know everything is coming from God. It's clear. You know it's not the government. You know it's not the weatherman. You know it's not the army. You know it's not the bank. In those times, it's evident to the world where the control is. You see who's guiding it. it it's uh, uh, it's not in the Nyan even of Imunah. It's, it's in front of you. It, it, those times, it's, 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 
even the, the there's no, I was going to say even the atheists. There could be no atheists at that time. It, it, it's 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 uh, the Shekhinah is on Klayasil. It says even goyim that used to come to the Beit Hamikdash in those times, uh, they would be charged. They would be they would be uh, uh, elevated. They would see all the miracles. It was impossible not to be influenced by the spirituality of that time. Shekhinah goes into Galut, and all of a sudden. It's almost as if it's a hostile takeover of the Tum'ah site. Now they become the boss. Now they become, and the Shekhinah is in a weaker position. Again, I don't want to say it like that because in truth, the Shekhinah never gets affected. The Shekhinah is still strong and it's all a, a mirage to a certain degree. But the way we say it in, 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 in verbalizing it is the Shekhinah now falls into this place what do you think? That light, which the Ramchal calls Meorot Atsumim, strong lights, Mahazakim, it goes with it. And the Kilipot get it. Part of this, which I saw in one of the Mefanshim, uh, that explains that even the Kidipot get a hold on the Torah even. Because Shekhinah is the life of everything. Shekhinah is the life of your business, of your Torah, of your brain, of your of everything. So once the Kidipot or the Tumah gets a hold on Shekhinah, so part of the thing they get a grip on is, I'll just give you an example. You know, we remember what, let's say, uh, uh, Talmai. Talmai takes the Torah and he has it translated into 70 languages. That's a result of Galuta Shekhinah. All of a sudden he has a hold on our Torah. Where did he, where this guy get a hold on the Torah? I don't want to talk so much. The New Testament. All of a sudden they have Torah now. They have a, a new body. Where does this come from? Huh? Because when the Shekhinah is in Galut, there's light. There's all. And the Tum'ah is going to take that. Or of course they're not going to use it for uh, positive things. They're going to corrupt it to, to what they do, the Tum'ah. So a lot of it, what What gives... Uh, 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 Queen uh, 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 Isabel and Ferdinand the ability to exile millions of Jews uh, from Spain or hundreds of thousands and kill them and burn the Achamim and burn their books what gives Hitler the ability to burn a thousand synagogues in one night in Kristallnacht and burn Sefer Torah all this is they became the boss they became the and you say what, where's, 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 where's God where's the listen the sins have caused this process and therefore, they run the show. And Shekhinah has to remain watching this. Not only watching it, but feeding it. Because the Shekhinah is by them. And therefore, it's giving them these orot hazakim. It's a... Uh, so, so therefore, if you ask the great Sadiqim, what's the goal? The goal is to redeem the Shekhinah out of, uh, out of its exile. And that's all really the Tzadikim prayed for. To take the Shekinah out of its afar from its, from its low place. You know, you ask a regular guy, what are you praying for? Uh, I'm, I'm praying that I can, I can pay my mortgage off. Um, I'm praying that uh, I, I have... Uh, oh, let's run off one second. Okay, it's back on. What are you praying for? Well, I'm praying that uh, I should be Matzli, I should make the business deal. The great Tzadikim say, you fool. <laughs> all the problems as a result because the Shekhinah is in Galut. 
Pray for one thing. Get the Shekinah out of Galut. No, everything will pray. You forget about a mortgage. You'll have uh, the, the biggest menachah. You'll have prosperity. I'll really die. So, but we're very short-sighted because we don't, that's probably a result of the Galut as well. We look at it as, uh, we don't know the source of it. So therefore we think the source is money. The source is a uh, 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 business. The source is a bank. So, so therefore we're trying always to maneuver and manipulate these these pieces that are only pieces and not really roots and origins and we try to manipulate them and, and we're praying for those things which are really only fronts. It's a shell in front of something that's much deeper. The guys who know, they pray for one thing, Shekhinah begalut, to redeem the Shekhinah. And that's, when you start looking at the Sidur, uh, you'll start to notice that a lot of the prayers, the depth of what the prayers are, whether it's the Kaddish, or whether it's the you know, different tefillot that we make, really is that kavana. Uh, that we're praying for a ge'ulah, but the ge'ulah, of course, is the ge'ulah of the, of the Shekhinah. So that's the basic principle that he says, and I quote now. Sod, it's the secret, what it says in the Pasuk in Kohelet, Ad, or Et, Asher Shalat Adam Ba'adam Lara'lo. Remember we learned yesterday the second kilkul? The second kilkul is that when Klaisel goes down, the Tum'ah goes up, the Goyim go up. It's the, it's the scale. Well, that's, this is part of it. This is, he's telling you that now the nitty-gritty, how it works. When they start to control the awe of the Shekhinah, so this explains how these Goyim have the ability to kill Jewish people. How do they have the ability to... Do? Listen, it's all coming as a result of this kilkul. Uh, we got to get the Shekhinah away from them. We have to lift the Shekhinah. Now, of course, that's done by Torah. The more Torah it's what we do, the more we pull that Shekhinah away and we, we starve our enemies. We actually... Uh, 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 we, 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 we remove from them their nutrient. Gaon Look at this. He calls them. They have Gaon, which means uh, highness, and Sivat Lechem. Sivat Lechem means they're satiated. Uh, the Tum'ah gets to listen during the time of, of 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 good times for the Jewish people. The Tum'ah had nothing. The Tum'ah was an Eved, like it's supposed to be. Alken Amru, and therefore, what does the uh, Tum'ah and the negative energy say during that time? Yadenu Rama. We're in control. Imagine that. Imagine you come into a palace of a king and you see uh, the maid sitting at the table and the king is serving the maid. And you say, what do you mean? You're the king. So, no, no, it it, it changed. Now, Eved Kitirash Givirta, like the Pasuk says. Eved Kiyim Loch V'shifha Kitirash Givirta this is the, the situation. What does that mean? Eved ki imloch be shifha ki tirash givirta. The Eved is the Tum'ah, is the nations of the world. And who's the givirta? That's the Kala. That's the Nukbah. That's the Shekhinah. And all of a sudden, where, where, where it should be that the, the, the Amah is serving the Giveret, it turns around. And they're coming along and they say, Yadenu Rama. Va'abadim. And now all of a sudden you see servants are rising up against their masters. Klaisel is the masters. 
And all of a sudden you see Abadim, the 70 nations of the world, anti-Semitism and the Jew becomes very low and they're able to abuse us and take advantage. Look at the Jewish history. He said, but Shunavah Melech mentioned this in Kohelet. Ra'iti Avadim al-Susim. He said, I saw Avadim al-Susim. Vesarim holchim ka'avadim ala aris. And I saw Sarim, leaders, holchim ka'avadim ala aris. I saw the Ebed is riding the horse and the Adon is on the ground leading, leading the, uh, leading it. So, that's a deep, deep understanding. I saw great Sadiqim that, like I mentioned earlier, at midnight they sit on the floor. Why do they sit on the floor? Why can't they do that ritual in a chair? So the mashal to that is, and that's what, by the way, the members of Kolel Hatzot, Baruch Hashem, do every single night. That's how they start their, their night with this, uh, with this ritual called Tikkun Hatzot. <clears throat> If somebody, if somebody ever went to, to visit somebody that's, we call sitting. What do you mean they're sitting? Somebody passed away. So they sit on the floor. That's where Abedim sit. They sit on the floor. Why doesn't Abed have to sit on the floor? I mean, I understand no music. Okay. That's happy. I understand he's limited in his clothes and the bathing. Okay. That brings maybe, but sitting, why do you have to sit on the floor? And the explanation is, is because there's something else that's on the floor next to him. That's the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is also in a low place. And therefore, the mourner sits with the Shekhinah when he's on the floor. That Shekhinah that now is in a low place. So when a person goes to console a mourner, he says, God should console you amongst the mourners of Jerusalem. What did the mourners of Jerusalem have to do with anything over here? The explanation is because you're in the same place with the mourners of Jerusalem. All that begins with the Shekhinah and Galut. Therefore, you're in the same place. So at night, we make a, we pay a shiva call to the Shekhinah. So we sit on the floor and we go to the Shekhinah, Tenuhamu, Tenuhamu. Be consoled. But be consoled and forgive us because we brought you here. Ba'avonotenu. Ba'avonotenu u ba'avonot avotenu. And therefore, we go onto the floor to actually appease the Shekhinah and to beg its forgiveness. And that's why we cry at that time, because we know that we know the damage. And then what do we say? That's the end of the Quran. Get up from the Afar. Batsiyon, the daughter of Zion, the Nukba, the Kala, rise up. And come back out of Galut. So a lot of these prayers, we just read these words and we think it's just poetic, but it's all referring really to the same, the same principle, the, uh, the Shekhinah in Galut. Now, we have, uh, the fourth, uh, Kilkul. And the fourth Kilkul, unfortunately, we know too well. But Kilkul Oni. Jewish people will start to have tremendous pains of poverty. Gezerot kashot. Again, once you let the tum'ah control, they're going to they're going to abuse Christ. Right? Nitchadishu alim. Every day there's another another gezerah worse than the other. Asher laherev laherev. Those that are victims of the sword, the sword. 
Those that are taken into captivity in prison or expelled. Now look at the perspective of Ramhal. This is the purification process. That purifies the Jewish people. Now listen to the language, Rabotai. No such thing as Yisurim that are just, you know, for no reason. The explanation here is going to be, listen, the Midat Hadin has to take its, take its revenge. We, you have to let the Midat Hadin, let it take its toll. There's too much judgment in the world. And the midata, it's, what I wanted to say is you have to let it run its course. That's the course. It's, it's like a virus that's got to go through somebody's system and it knocks him down for two weeks till he gets back. The midata deen, because of our sins, it's a process that caused the shekhinah to go into the galut. They start to draw from the lights. And again, everything is measured. You're going to only be able to draw as much as we allow it to draw to our sins. And then the midata deen's got to vent it out. And once it finishes, it's going to finish. Then everything goes back to, it's all where we get what's called kapara. They take the judgments, and they could do things with this akzariyut, cruel things they could do. anger, unable to punish Until they vent it out, until the dinim are, are finished. And as a result, that really rids the sin, gets rid of the sin. Once the sin is no longer, then the Bidat Adin is able to subside. And then what happens after that process? And Klaisa becomes purged. Now, the key is we shut the Mekatregim up. The prosecutor has no more claims. The Jewish people, uh, when the when when the debt isn't paid, the mekatrechs. I don't understand. There's no justice, and it, it, it prosecutes in heaven. And after a certain time, Bori Olam tells the Shekhinah, move away, and God turns away, and the midat adin goes uh, on a rampage. But after a certain time, it's over, and the mekatrech says, "I rest my case. Finish. The damage is done. A tornado runs through a you know a whirlwinds through a city, destroys the whole city." And then what happens? The sun comes up. What happens? To the, the, you don't even know there was a tornado. Nobody even knows there was. The, when you look at the wreckage, that Tadim paid its uh, uh, got paid, took its uh, payment from Klai Israel. They took the helik, the ma'ala ulemata, the etnefish Israel, the soul of Israel. Inu balachats. They put the pressure on the soul of Israel. Asher lachatzum. And they took their sustenance from that. So that's the fourth. The fourth is the most obvious. As a result of all this, there's Yisurin, there's Oni, there's Erev, there's all troubles that come through. Now, it's so important to know this, these four principles, because the purpose of the book is to explain the mechanics of Geulah. And now he's going to explain it throughout the course of the book, how Geulah undoes these four things and how everything is turned out. Amhaz's actual opinion is going to be that these four things are 
actually good for the process and good comes out of these things. It's not only, like I told you in one of the Shi'unim, it's not only like a guy got sick, then he got better. It's okay, he got better, but he got sick. Sick is the bad part. No, he's going to understand that even this process, this good that comes out of it for Klai Yisrael, going to stretch our brains to think that. Last paragraph for tonight. I'm not going to be ma'arik too much of what I just told you. Really needs a lot of expansion. I'm going to give you the short uh, version. If you understand me, you understand me. If not, not. You can add to what I'm saying if you have the understanding. Don't be uh, surprised. That's probably why we have four kosot on Pesach. The four kosot not only represent the four galuyot, but the four kilkule galut also that we got out of. The, the number four that I'm highly, I don't think is picking it up by, by, by chance. The name of God is Yudke Vavke, and that's also four letters. And when the Shekhinah goes into the galut, it's, the Shekhinah's letters are Aleph, Dalit, Nun, and Yud, which is the Adanut. Also four letters. He's listen, a lot of stuff that I didn't, let me, let me, let me say it better. These four kilkulim that he mentioned, imagine it's four Mishnayot. And each Mishnah has 50 pages of Gemara on it. And each Gemara has 200 Rishonim commentary on it. And the Rishonim have Aharonim and Aharonim. So he said, I didn't go into the whole suit. I gave you the Mishnah. That's it. I gave you the four lines. And, uh, but there's a whole Torah behind it. I'm not, uh, uh, going to, you know, uh, elaborate. Until I get to the end of the book, when I start talking about the Geula, then you'll see what I meant. They had ot. Now, what is that? What, what does he say here? My goal is to show you the wonders and the beauty of God, the secrets. I seem that all I will place in front of you like, like, so anyway, Rabotais, tonight's, uh, tonight's lesson, uh, everybody should land. You know, you gotta land now from this. You know, we put yourself in the higher worlds. You gotta come down before you have dinner. I don't want you to eat in the, in the heavens. You gotta come down. Otherwise, you, you, the food won't even be appetizing. Who wants to eat after this? You have to come back down to the world and then Bezat Hashim will continue this. Uh, I guess tomorrow's end of Shabbat.